Either Oregon Surfriders. It's Tuesday, January 14th, 2020. And welcome to another edition of Plyben's Policy Podcast. Charlie Plyben, Oregon Policy Manager, coming in to you today from my car, actually, white knuckling it right now over. Uh, the Coast Range on Highway 20 behind a semi-truck. Never fear. I've got my hands-free device in, so I am as safe as I can be. And today I wanted to chat with you guys a little bit. I'm on my way back from the Capitol building. I want to talk about a legislative session coming up, our short legislative session. Uh, what I was doing over in the building, working on some bag band stuff and another bill called the Ocean Science Trust. Uh, and so uh, I'll just kind of start with the legislative days and this, this short session and what that's all about. Uh, right now, the, the legislative committee days is happening, which is before the legislative session officially starts. And that's a week where new ideas, which are called legislative concepts, that's a bill before it's a bill, uh, they're, they are introduced into committee and they are shopped around the building and legislators talk about those. and. Lobbyists and other individuals are in the building as well, helping to uh, talk and facilitate discussions around those different ideas. As of Friday today, <clears throat> excuse me, all of those concepts will either become a bill and filed with the Secretary of State, uh, or they'll go away and they won't become a bill. Um, and those bills are, are not officially laws, they're just uh, bills that will be heard during the legislative session. So I mentioned before that it's a short legislative session, and that means that uh, instead of your typical uh, six months that we would we would go on and on for committees and work sessions and floor hearings, uh, this is a very short one. It only happens over the course of about a month, so it starts on February 3rd and then ends that first week of March. So any bill that's introduced during the short session really has to be well thought out, has to be kind of ready to go. Um, and you kind of have to have your votes kind of lined up. So um, <clears throat> that's that's kind of what the lay of the land looks like for this this legislative session. It is fast. It is furious. And things have to be ready to go. So um, what was I doing there? Let's talk a little bit about that. So I was there this morning actually to talk with the sponsor of the bag bill, uh, House Bill 2509, which was a big cam frame for us last year. And uh, I was meeting with the, the representative Solomon, the chief sponsor, the Department of Environmental Quality, and Legislative Council. And Legislative Council are the, the lawyers in the building, and they help interpretation of the bill. They also help write bills and laws, too, uh, when they are being drafted. And so we were really just talking about some of the early on confusions with the bill, some needs for additional resources and support for businesses, support for local governments and them better understanding their role. So our large grocers and a lot of our big businesses that were very much involved in the bill, uh, they are having no problem with implementation other than potentially a shortage of paper bags right now. Uh, but um, uh, otherwise, uh, it's the smaller businesses and <clears throat> some of the, the, the mom and pop sort of shops that uh, have questions and need support. And, and, and it's really our role and everybody's role <clears throat> to, to, to help move that along. Excuse me. 
um, got a little bit of a cold. I'm trying to, to, to weather over here what they call, I guess, the capital crud. Um, <clears throat> so we were really just working through some of these, these issues, some of these new issues for a new law that is essentially affecting all Oregonians and all businesses. And so there's going to be some change to get used to. And uh, you know what, guys? That means we're doing some good. Uh, it, it, not everything is easy to adapt to. And uh, this early part of this bill will be a lot of learning phases. And implementing uh, will take a, a team of people supporting. So we left in a, in a good place with the Department of Environmental Quality. They're going to help support our toolkit and get some resources out there for uh, businesses and local governments uh, and consumers alike that, that just helps them with the, this new law and sort of understanding how it all works. Um, so that was what that was. After that, we actually departed and went up to the governor's office. Uh, we were planning to do this on Thursday, but there's some change of scheduling happened and uh, there was a ceremonial signing of the plastic bag bill. So that was pretty cool uh, to be in the governor's office. I had I had hoped to be able to get some of our, our volunteers and activists up there for that, uh, but it kind of happened and we were notified all last minute about it, and then it changed on us too uh, and, and happened today. So that was a neat thing uh, to sit in with the governor uh, and, and chat a little bit afterwards with the governor about the bill. Uh, and the, the Youth Advisory Council from Hillsborough joined us, uh, as well as a number of other legislators that were key um, supporters of the bill. So. Uh, that was a that was a good little event to have, and, and felt kind of good to to have a nice feel good uh, event after we were just working through some of the harder issues with legislative council and uh, the, the the sponsor of the bill. Uh, so after that, what did we do? I was working on a bill. This is a bill that we will be really pushing for this legislative session called the Ocean Science Trust, and. Uh, about six years ago, we worked on a campaign to form the Nearshore Research Task Force. And what that task force did was sort of identify the key leading issues and needs uh, for science and monitoring in our nearshore ocean, as well as some arising issues that were going to affect uh, you know, the fishing industry and would need investments in research and monitoring and adaptation. And so, We've really been working for the past six years to try and build some funding around that task force's recommendations. And that is what we are naming and calling the Ocean Science Trust. So the Ocean Science Trust is essentially just a fund that we would be able to camp money in, both private money, uh, but also general fund money from the state to support these types of projects. So. A number of very specific line items that I believe our membership, I know our membership cares about, uh, is in this bill. And that's one of the reasons why it's important for us and we would like to continue supporting this. Uh, most importantly, ocean acidification and hypoxia monitoring is called out and the actions of our ocean acidification and hypoxia action plan, uh, they are directly funded by this bill. And I'll go into a quick explanation of what ocean acidification is and hypoxia is for individuals that may not know of, but they are essentially, or one of those is essentially the impacts of climate change on our ocean. So ocean acidification is a issue uh, that is caused from 
carbon dioxide, an excess of carbon dioxide uh, in our oceans. So we know that we have a greenhouse gas problem. We know that we have excess carbon dioxide in our atmosphere, but it is also in our ocean. And a consequence of that carbon dioxide in our ocean is a lowering of the pH. And that lowering of the pH in our ocean is very problematic for many, many animals, particularly animals that form shells. And these animals are important not just to the ecosystems and the environment, but they're very, very important to people too. And so that's one of the reasons why ocean acidification has really risen to the top concern, one of the top concerns for ocean managers, ocean users, and ocean conservation um, folks alike. So um, some of the things that the Ocean Science Trust will do, well, it will support um, monitoring for ocean acidification. So that is uh, additional monitoring so that we can understand where it's happening and also which types of environments might be resilient to this uh, lowering of the pH and which type of animals might be more resilient and how can we learn and adapt from that. Um, so science is a big part of this um, funding for this bill. Another big piece of that though is adaptation. Uh, as the ocean becomes more acidic and the pH lowers, uh, we're going to have to learn to adapt to that. And our shellfish industry is already learning how to adapt and they're having to apply um, various monitoring and buffering even of their water so that they can raise shellfish. And so that's a really important area that also will be funded by the bill. And then lastly, something I think that's really important to conservation folks and to um, ocean managers as well is mitigation. And so sort of mitigating the effects of ocean acidification is about investing in habitat protection that helps sort of buffer uh, that, that uh, impacts of lower, lower pH. So some, some environments such as uh, kelp forest and eelgrass beds are really good at ab absorbing carbon dioxide. And while they may not move the entire needle in the ocean, uh, it's kind of like planting trees. Uh, when we do this collectively and when we have large forests and we're coral reef ecosystems and kelp forest ecosystems, we have the capacity in our environment to really help buffer and uh, be more resilient to some of these climate change effects that we're, we're, we're experiencing. Uh, so those are sort of the, the main areas around ocean acidification and hypoxia that this, this bill will help, help fund. Another really important area of the bill is uh, funding for marine reserve evaluation. So you folks who may have been around with Surfrider for more than five or six years would know a bit about our campaign around marine reserves and those important uh, special protected areas to us up and down our coast are coming up on their sort of 10-year anniversary. And uh, we promised the Oregon legislature, we as in Oregon, that the, there would be an evaluation of the program after 10 years. And so uh, while the program is still carrying on and will continue to carry on into the future, um, the evaluation is really about, um, is the money sufficient? Um, what did the program achieve over the past 10 years? And so this bill will provide a little bit of extra funding 
to support a university to do that evaluation. And that's really important to us. So evaluating campaigns and evaluating the work that we've done um, over the years and that many have contributed to uh, is really important. And so this Marine Reserve evaluation is something we really care about moving forward and as, is, a, is a piece of this bill. Uh, so those are kind of the main components of that Ocean Science Trust bill. Uh, when, when all said and done, there's, there's a couple other little pieces in there. The Oregon Coast Aquarium has some educational money in there to support some of their programs uh, related to oceans. And um, we also have some additional funds in there for the shellfish program for Oregon Department of Fish and Wildlife, um, <clears throat> ecosystem modeling, all kinds of interesting little things for, for ODFNW in there as well. But um, the long and the short is about two and a half million dollars to support ocean research. And that's really significant when we haven't had any money from the general fund uh, to support just sort of blanket ocean re research and, and arising ocean issues, particularly those related to climate change and related to conservation. So this is a really big effort of ours, um, kind of building off of uh, really over 10 years worth of work behind the research, Nearshore Research Task Force and, and other efforts. Um, so those were the two main efforts uh, and, and the major things that I was working on in the building today. Uh, I hope to be pretty regular giving you guys updates throughout the legislative session and maybe giving you more opportunities to get involved. Uh, we do have our big DC Hill Day coming up late in February, and I'll be doing a bit more outreach to some of our select members who are going to be going to Capitol um, in uh, Washington, D.C. with us. And I will uh, talk a little bit about that in our podcast as well. Hopefully have one of our volunteers that came with us um, to the Capitol in D.C. join me on our podcast. So talk a little bit about that. And uh, yeah, uh, excited to jump into the 2020 legislative session. Uh, and find more ways to get you guys, keep you guys up to date, involved, and engaged. And until then, I hope to see you in the water.